0: Mm. Oh, we're recording. We recording. Get mine. My- just throw. I'm just. I'm getting to the point now where I just. After I'm done setting all up, I just hit record just and hit it. Whatever
1: happens, happens. Yeah. You're wasting literally tens of megabytes, Bobby. Tens <laughs> and tens of megabytes. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> it's all this excessive audio recording. Oh, here we go. About to get the sweetness filter on. Woo. But i sound pretty now
0: damn 46 dorian
1: yeah now this is 46 46 yeah we're, we're officially like middle-aged middle-aged i guess over middle-aged because if life expectancy is like 74 75 middle age would have been like 37 so we've been middle we're into like midlife crisis
0: so if we're into midlife crisis it's
1: time to yeah buy a get a Get a bad wig and a fucking, or bad toupee and a Porsche. <laughs>
0: I do have a mustache now, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of maybe there.
1: Is <laughs> a yeah, is a mustache like the Mexican midlife crisis?
0: I think it might have just been me watching A Star Is Born and falling in love with <laughs> Sam Elliott again. That I'm like, all right, I think I just need to do a Sam Elliott for it. a little bit. Yeah, you know, all Let's right, see what happens.
1: I mean that's fair. Well, you got to get yeah. you got to get further. Doesn't he usually rock the kind of?
0: He goes back and forth. Yeah, I feel. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah, it might just be in my head too. Like his mustache is so bristling with testosterone, it is that it's like it. it, it I think it appears larger than it actually is.
0: Uh, all right. Well, I'm Bobby Navia, uh,
1: and I am Dorian Weinzimmer.
0: Welcome back to the couch, everybody.
1: Yeah, welcome back, because uh, you're all listeners.
0: Episode forty six, and uh, today we're going to be talking about the trailer to uh, Gaspar Noé's new-ish movie. New
1: movie. New movie. It says it right in the trailer. Climax. Climax. <laughs>
0: Climax. Yes. Um. Okay. Are we gonna dive? We're just gonna
1: dive in. Fuck it. Why not? Why not? Yeah, just we dive always in? pussyfoot around things. I know. Yeah. Fuck it. Let's talk about let's talk about climax, climax. right now because we just watched the trailer again.
0: And if you haven't watched the trailer, please pause the episode. Yeah, look it up on iTunes. Yeah, uh, iTunes, uh, YouTube. Yeah, and uh, check it out.
1: Yeah, and watch the like. There's like a two minute long trailer mm-hmm. that should be the because they had released like a teaser that was like oh, yeah, only like 45 minutes. seconds or a minute or something like that. That you know the teaser is cool and all, but this the the two minute long trailer is uh, right. yeah much better.
0: <laughs> all right, let's get a little. uh Let's get a little Gaspar history. Gaspar, mainly from you. Uh,
1: yeah, I can, I can, I think just recite some off the top of my head. Um, so, if I recall correctly, I might get some of the uh, some of the early history uh, slightly inaccurate, but okay. if I remember right, he's uh, Argentinian. Okay. Um, but I think he was born in France. All right. Like if I remember right, his one of his parents is Argentinian, one mm-hmm. of his parents is French, All right. and they're both like well known artists. So he came from you know pretty artistic stock uh, to begin with, and then he spent most of his career in France, uh, you know, as a filmmaker, mm-hmm. and um, he's done uh, several movies of note. I think Irreversible is really the one that gave him a lot of attention. He did a movie right before that. Uh, about, like, cannibalism um, that I cannot recall the name of right now. Um, it's some sort of, like, warning is, like, the title. <laughs> but uh, I think Bobby's looking it up right now. Um, but that that movie prior to Irreversible had gotten him some uh, uh, quite a bit of acclaim and uh, attention. So when he made Irreversible, it was sort of primed to, you know, jump onto the world stage because he already had some some clout behind him and uh yeah and irreversible did exactly that it's it's that's one of those movies if anybody hasn't seen irreversible or haven't heard of it um you should definitely watch it it is not an easy movie to watch whatsoever uh but it is a a truly truly exceptional film um it's one of those movies i think i've only ever actually watched it once because it's like it's so it's so powerful (laughs) and uh and intense that you you kind of you don't feel the need to like go back there you know like okay i i got it you know and it's like pretty ingrained <laughs> in my yeah. mind um because of just the the viscerality of the the imagery and the storytelling yeah um and the acting and, and everything about it i mean the camera work is like a miracle in that movie um a, a grungy revenge driven horrifying miracle <laughs> but uh but a miracle nonetheless and uh the mo- Irreversal is probably most well known because uh, it, there is like a there's like an eight minute long single take rape scene mm-hmm. that is yeah really unforgiving um, and it's very hard to watch but yeah. uh, it's also and it's always a weird thing to talk about because um, you know what my inclination is to say that it's the most. <sighs> It's it's the most respectful of how truly horrific an act rape is of any rape scene I've seen in a film. Okay. Um, because a lot of movies play it as uh, like an emotional cheap shot, mm-hmm. you know, and it's really, usually it's not used in in what I would call like a respectful way. It's, u- it, it's it... used as just a really exploitative like narrative device. Like, hey, we need you to feel bad for this character, so we're going to rape her. Okay. You know, and that's just like it's that doesn't really feel right you know
0: is it um so in the okay so i don't think i've ever made it through one of his movies oh really yeah wow so i'm <laughs> I, one of these days i will actually yeah. like hunker down and mm-hmm. and and do it because i feel like i should yeah you know um but
1: but yeah just to finish my point yeah, yeah, real yeah. quick yeah but the fact that like in irreversible the fact that he i mean he really makes you like sit there with it and mm-hmm. and monica bellucci is the you know the the woman being assaulted in this yeah. uh scene and, I mean, you know, her acting is incredible. She really sells it. And it's really, yeah, it's really horrifying to watch. Like, right. it, it really, I've never felt in a film that I really, you know, understood to the degree that this movie, you know, paints it, you know, like what. And I'm not saying that this is even close to what it would actually be like. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I could start to feel what it might be like, right, you know? Right, and the right. fact that a movie could even cross that little bit of that boundary, yeah, um, you know, was was definitely like made it have, it had a lot of impact mm-hmm. and it felt like, yes, this is horrifying to watch and, you know, but I, I feel like I kind of need to know this right. and understand it a little bit. So, you know, I, I really truly understand the depth and profundity of this act, mm-hmm. you know, and you know, in all the awful ways. Um, to increase my empathy and understanding for other people and the, you know, the horrible shit that we all, you know, go through in life. But, uh, so you said you've never made it through any of his movies. What, what Um, has been your experience with?
0: I just, I don't know. Sometimes, I don't know if it's like, if I'm in like the wrong headspace to just like soak everything in, Mm -hmm. or if I'm just like not, not paying attention as much as I should be. Mm -hmm. Or like, I remember like watching irreversible and just, really feeling like I, I don't know what's going on. So, like, it immediately kind of, like, turned me off. And it's been a while. It's been, like, a really long time. Okay. Um, but, uh, you know, the only – I feel like a lot of, like, the uh, – a lot of people who talk about his movies, whether it's, like, um, people that I'm uh, listening to, like, on podcasts and stuff, like, they're they're always, like, one-word re- one review of uh, his movies are, like – Oh, it's like a really good movie. It's an exceptional movie, but I will never ever watch it again. Like uh, one yeah. and done, and that's actually like a compliment yeah. because like you've actually made it through the movie. Yeah, you know. Um, so that's what's really you know interesting to me. And I've always heard about you know the the rape in in irreversible and stuff like that. And I think I might have actually watched it. I'm not. I can't remember. Like I couldn't even begin to tell you how that movie like starts. Um. Oh, so it, yeah, it starts. It starts. <laughs> so you know. Um. And just hearing you talk about that, and I. I mean, I think we'll touch like on a bunch of other different like. Yeah. We'll touch on like you know sex and rape and just how, how all that kind of stuff. Uh. You know, he uses it in his movies at least through you know you. Oh yeah. You telling of, us and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: All of his movies have an extremely sexual component to yeah. them. Yeah.
0: And I think I um, it's really interesting, and um, you can like funnel this through to like his next movie um, because what it's it's irreversible, at least the ones that are like sort of known yeah. irreversible. Uh, I
1: stand alone was the one before oh, it that Was the I, yeah, one? Was the I I think I might be confusing it with Delicatessen. Oh, okay. Uh the Jean-Pierre Junot yeah. uh film. Or that might I think that was still when he was working with Caro as well. Uh, but, um but um anyway, uh uh I might be confusing those. It's been a long time. I saw Delicatessen and I stand alone like like at the close. same time okay. and so i feel like i they're both like these weirdo like french films yeah, know, yeah. from a similar time period so i think i confuse those two so don't yeah uh, don't quote me on the plot for i stand alone but um okay uh but anyway yeah so irreversible um i would also worth mentioning that irreversible is told uh in a reverse chronology um so the whole movie plays out backwards like chronologically like you know you're not watching the scenes play out in reverse yeah yeah, but like you'll watch a scene and then when that scene ends it goes to the scene that took place before it before it and then it goes to the scene that took place before it so so really like the first because this this rape scene is like in the middle of the movie yeah yeah, yeah. and so you're seeing the first like half of the movie is everything after the rape like what's happening after all of that and it's completely insane yeah and um and then you know and then it gets back to the beginning which is so then the back half of the movie is everything that happens before right and like yeah i again i don't want to like i don't know spoil the impact not that i probably could uh, of this film but the way that it utilizes that time structure to really uh really hit you with a ton of bricks (laughs) is (laughs) is is like yeah i mean you know it's it's easy to see why this guy immediately kind of became like a you know a known quantity after releasing this film because it's really a i mean it's a tremendous piece of work okay that like demands your attention in every way and is um, it more
0: like a piece of like uh like a i mean you did call it a piece of art yeah like is it it's like you know is would it be something that you would uh, like see in a, a museum
1: uh, I mean, yeah, absolutely. it could yeah, be. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, you know, it's got a like a narrative, you yeah. know that it's not like so out there that it's like, you're like, what's happening? I right, mean, right. it's a very strict narrative yeah, of what's yeah. going on with uh, these characters. And it's, you know, and it's it's really brutal with you know, some other parts of the film mm-hmm. as well, like especially the first half of the movie where you're seeing like because it's Monaco Bellucci and Vincent Cassell. Yes. and so I mean, the movie basically starts it does start with him. Going after the guy that he thinks raped her. Okay. Um, like that's the beginning of the movie. Yeah. yeah, is yeah. Like he thinks he found out who, who perpetrated this and he's going to, you know, fucking confront the guy. Right. And, and I don't even want to say anything more than that. Okay. It's like, yeah. It's a good setup. <laughs> it's yeah, it's crazy. Um so anyway, so so time and time and space, I think it's worth mentioning, are also like fluid concepts. Okay. In Gaspar Noé's world of filmmaking. Yeah. Um, that you know, he's not always just going to go with like you know the the straight ahead concept of you know how narrative progression is going to occur over a set amount of time. Yeah. Um, or even like f- what our perspective is in the you know time space continuum. Yeah. Right. Because right. his next film after Irreversible, Enter the Void. Right. Uh, most of the movie is told from the perspective of a dead person. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, have you so? So you so irreversible you think you've watched the the rape scene like online or something. Uh
0: no, like I had the I watched I had the movie. Mm-hmm. I think I might have borrowed it from somebody okay. or whatever and just yeah never made it through it. And then same thing with like Enter the Void. Like yeah. there's just this like I don't I, I can't pick up the story quick enough for me to get interested enough to continue it. Mm-hmm. And I I don't know what it is. What it is for like his movies that I'm just like having I've had that problem with yeah of course like I would like I would think that it's literally been those t- those two movies are about they're like ten years old mm. now at this point
1: yeah irreversible is probably like sixteen or seven yeah. I think it was 2001 yeah. so or two thousand one so it's probably
0: like been about ten years yeah so watching it now I might have like a better better understanding and grasp of like okay cool I'm, I'm picking this up now yeah and that kind of thing just because. My film education is a little bit more honed than it was, like let's say, ten years ago. Um, So, um, so yeah. But I mean, I feel like everything that you've described, I've I've experienced with uh, not in the same way, but just in the way, sort of uh, like sex or sexual abuse or you know, particular, um, like you said, enter the void is basically the through the perception of a guy who's dead. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, isn't it his soul that's kind of yeah it's like
1: traveling basically through you know watching over his sister because like his sister's kind of troubled he's like it takes place in tokyo Mm -hmm. and it's um yeah a guy and his sister they're both in like i think they're like their early 20s um they're i don't remember where they're supposed to be from they're both white you know caucasian people living it's paz de la huerta is the oh okay the sister in it um you know before she went total meth addict um But, uh, hey, life choices, you know, we all make them. (laughs) So, uh, anyway, she, uh, her, I don't remember where they're from, maybe South America or something like that, or France or something like that. But they're living in Tokyo, and he's a drug dealer. Yeah. And he gets caught up in a sting and gets killed by the police. Okay. And, like, so you see all this happen in the movie. So it starts out with, you know, like, as a POV of this character. Okay. Like the whole movie is really, you know, POV. Okay. Um, so even when he's alive, we're in his vision. Yeah. You know, yeah. we're living we're inhabiting that. All right. And uh so then once he gets killed, it's like, you know, his basically like his soul like detaches from his body. And uh-huh. that's when we come out of his perspective. Okay. And the rest of the movie is basically from like an overhead perspective.
0: Oh okay because
1: he's like a spirit yeah. who's now like floating like left in this purgatorial state mm-hmm. um and is kind of watching over his sister to okay. try to you know he doesn't really have any agency in things so he can't really like protect her but to right. try to keep an eye on her to make sure she's all right yeah, and yeah. things are you know kind of continuing to deteriorate for her situation but um so yeah it's a it's a wild Uh, approach to taking a you know point of view perspective to a film you know Mm -hmm. there's been of course what like hardcore henry (laughs) yeah right you know done like the pov thing but he did this years before and like it's you know he to such a higher degree of like artistic integrity as well that like he even you know a a quarter of the way into the movie is like, all right, we've done everything that's worth doing from this perspective. <laughs> so now we got to kill him mm-hmm. and, and have it his ghost perspective <laughs> and make that the POV. Yeah. And, you know, so it's a technical Marvel right. in terms of like the way that this film is shot and, and done and everything. Um,
0: um, all right. So then after that, his next big movie is this movie called love, which yeah. I've never watched. Yeah. Oh, I saw yeah. it, but apparently from what I've heard, it's just a full on,
1: it's a 3D porno. It's a 3D porno. Yeah, he made. He basically just was like, you know what? I'm gonna be the first one to get on this 3D <laughs> craze, <laughs> and like, you know, yeah. just just like have someone ejaculate into the lens, yeah. basically, and like, let's do that in 3D. Cool, you know, and Sweet. like that. I mean, the opening shot of that movie is like a, a guy and a girl intertwined with each other, and she's jerking him off, and he's fingering her. Okay, and like that is lit, and it's all there yeah. in front of you, and it's like an overhead shot of that literally how the movie starts literally entering (laughs) the void again yes so yeah very very graphic sex in that movie um uh i did not unfortunately get to see it in 3d okay uh it was the (laughs) only yeah the i i was curious i was like i will go watch this in 3d for sure but the only theater i played at was music box in chicago and they i do not believe are set up for 3d projection gotcha um uh, either that, or they just chose not to show the 3D version. So yeah, I yeah. saw it in 2D. Yeah, um, I could That's, tell, you know, fine. where <laughs> the 3D <laughs> moments were. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I, I would have been interested to to see it in 3D, and I know, you know, I've been curious to look because it's been on Netflix for a while, and I don't know if.
0: Yeah, I think it might still be on there. Yeah, yeah, and I
1: don't know if they because. Uh, they don't really advertise it, but they do 3d movies on Netflix. They have, oh, some okay. of them have the option of showing and you know, watching them in 3d. Huh. So you just, you have to like look for it though. It doesn't automatically populate because yeah. they obviously don't want people to accidentally yes, yes. try to play a 3d version and fuck up, you know, all of a sudden <laughs> it looks, their eyes are just breaking in right, their, mind, right, right. you know, in their heads. So, um, but, uh, but anyway, I've been curious to see if that is on there because I, I would be curious to watch it again. I thought the movie was just okay, okay. when I saw it, um, definitely, you know, my least favorite of his, uh, of his films. but uh, but it was, you know, it was more interesting than just being a three d porno. okay, you know there was more to it than that. Yeah, it did yeah, have yeah. some interesting, you know, as as he always does, had some very interesting perspectives just on love and sex, and, you know, that was more um you know we're we're in irreversible it's you know it's it's kind of treated at both extremes there is a really tender love and there's like the complete you know weaponized destructive horrible version of love when it gets perverted air quotes yeah um and you know so it really just shows both sides of the spectrum and uh in that movie and then uh you know enter the void it's used much more um you know, in, exploitatively because, you know, her basically being a stripper and all that and with her, you know, is the sister's character's uh, uh, profession as a stripper and also her um, uh, continuing to downward spiral into, like, drug addiction and getting in, you know, deeper and deeper with, you know, shadier people. Okay. Um, and all that stuff, it's like, you know, her body is, like, being exploited for right, sex, like, right. from her profession through to the people that start, like, you know, using her for sex and things like that. And, um, and then love, I felt like, you know, for, yeah, for all of its graphic nature, you know, it, it didn't feel it, it was never like gross, you know, in a okay. way it didn't feel like it was using it like pornographically, yeah. you know, where I, I guess, you know, it,
0: is it like the X-rated before series?
1: Kind of, in a way, okay. yeah, because it does it does use that as a way of talking about you know yeah. bigger issues that okay. deal with like relationships and love and things like that, and yeah. having those kinds of conversations in this movie. But also putting you know the graphic sex in there because that's like a big part of it. Yeah, and right. you understand like they have this kind of you know connect like this is how deep their relationship yeah, was that right, they're doing exactly. you know this having these intense sexual encounters and all that. So when the relationship, you know, might deteriorate or there's an issue or something like that, it does kind of, like, add to okay. your feeling of, like, what's being lost here and yeah, what's at yeah, stake. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, and, you know, and, and stuff was shot in a way that uh, there's, this, there's this amazing Japanese movie called In the Realm of the Senses that was directed by Nagisa Oshima in, like, the 70s. Uh-huh. And it has a lot of very graphic sex in it as well. Okay. And the way he talks about how they were filming that, like him and basically his creative team were like going to watch porno films to like discuss oh. what makes this exploitative versus like how could we show this in a film and not make it feel like just gross porno, like you're supposed to whip your dick out and start jerking off right now. Gotcha. Okay. Um and you know, they what they really like determined was that, you know, pornography is uh like exploitative pornography is really like it's inviting you in because you know it's supposed to be like a tool for masturbation basically so they want you to feel like you're in there with them and like you're part of the act and like all that shit and you know it has this much more animalistic kind of like yeah uh, prurient quality to it Mm -hmm. um so what he did within the realm of the senses was he was like you know if we if we take more of a step back, almost like not quite voyeuristic perspective, but it's like we take a, enough detachment that we're not inviting the audience into the act. Okay. you know, it's detached enough that we realize we're watching, yeah, two people do something. We're not invited. Right. You know, the camera's not the third person in this exactly. you know thing. Yeah. So you know, which was quite brilliant. It worked out really, really well for that film. Yeah. um, and I think love had a, I think, a similar type of approach. It didn't okay. have that like, you know, porn kind of, you know, quality (laughs) to it. Um, It had, you know, much more of like a, yes, you know, we're watching these people engage in these things, but we're not, we're not being asked to be a part of it. Um, So it's, you know, it's a, it's a interesting, it's one of those things that like maybe me describing it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But I think when you watch one of these movies, like Mm -hmm. Love or In the Realm of the Senses, it's becomes immediately clear. I mean, You know, the first one of these like really graphic scenes you see, you're like, okay, I totally get, yeah what this approach is versus like a porno yeah, you know
0: yeah yeah i mean I, it, uh, you explaining like love like i definitely i want to see it and I've, for uh, for all the movies I, I i bet you any money like love will have like the most impact mm-hmm. on me maybe uh, irreversible will <laughs> no, I know, you, yeah I know, it's but i think i like the i uh not that irreversible won't but the idea of like uh, I mean, you know, I called it, like, the X-rated Before series, but, like, this is the reason I like the Before series is because aside from just, it, aside from me just being, like, kind of like a teddy bear at mm-hmm. heart or whatever, you know, I, I feel like it's a very authentic portrayal of what, of real people talking, mm-hmm. of real people having a relationship, like, what they talk about. Yeah. And, you know, they do talk about, like, love and sex and boning and all this other kind of stuff, you know, like, we're sometimes just very vulgar people. So I guess, like, to have that uh, as a part of a relationship in a movie to mm-hmm. show that side. Like, I feel like the uh, the context for it is, like, valid. Yeah. For for it to be there and not be, you know, as you're saying, like, exploitative mm-hmm. and not just be, like, boobs or dick for the sake of boobs and dick. Do you know what I mean? To get people to fill your seats and give money to, you know, yeah. watch the movie. Which, of course, is, you know, how marketing works. yeah, But, <laughs> you know... Um, but, you know, hearing you hearing you talk about it, like, it makes me a little bit more interested.
1: Yeah, no, there's there's yeah. there's more of a movie there than, yeah. you know, it seemed when yeah. you first heard about it. Because right, right, it was right. like, obviously, he's quite a provocateur. Mm-hmm. And when you're like, okay, he's doing a sexually <laughs> explicit film in 3D. Yeah. You're just like, okay, is this just going to be like, you know, let's come into the camera. Right. And it's like, <laughs> sure, it is that, but... <laughs> But there's still, you know, he's still a really serious filmmaker, you yeah. know. As sure he has a an irreverence to him, and as I mentioned, yeah, he's very much an iconoclast, likes to question and challenge, mm-hmm. you know, held beliefs and institutions. Yeah. Um. But uh, you know, it's um, uh, so yeah. So you know, it, it was easy to to almost kind of forget that about him when you saw how you know kind of gleefully also he was promoting this element of that film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, but it was like, oh, no, no, you're still fucking Gaspar Noé. Like, yeah. you're still going to make a movie here. Right. <laughs> so, Now, Climax, however. Climax. <laughs> now I want
0: to, okay, so here's what I want to start with. Yeah. Because you're talking about all these movies, and there's obviously, like, a, a loose through line of, like, you know, sexuality and mm-hmm. just challenging things and questioning things. Yeah. And so um, the opening of Climax is uh, we're watching a television look like interviews but it also like as i was watching the trailer you know with you like a a little bit ago like it also reminded me of like the uh like like the casting couch Mm -hmm. right that like you know uh that usually are like the center of most you know porns yeah (laughs) it's just like (laughs) this is how it starts Uh uh where all these people are being asked questions about you know what they would do if they couldn't dance or like reach their dreams and stuff like that. Um, and they feel like very, uh, very personal questions being asked. But, um, also again, you know, you keep, you keep telling, uh, saying that Gaspar in a way, like really questions and pushes things. And these are probably the questions that he's going to like push,
1: mm-hmm. you know,
0: to an extent like in, in climax. Yeah. So, um, your your beautiful run through of his filmography, <laughs> you know, is leading to this uh, climax, if you will. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Which is really great for the opening of the trailer. Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, it's you know, it's funny because it's like, yeah, you do you enter the void and then <laughs> you find love and then you climax, yes, you right, know? exactly. And it's all irreversible, exactly, you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then you die alone, stand alone when you die. You stand yeah, alone. Yeah. Just uh, he's running a whole through line <laughs> through all of his titles, but. Um, but yes, uh, you know, this this very much does, it It does in a way, I mean, that's a really cool aspect to add to, you know, the the way the trailer is set up. I was curious if that stuff in the trailer is actually from the movie or if that was something that was like just promotional material, mm. um, you know, that they did for the trailer. Because it looks so, you know, with Noé, of course, you have Noé, he could go anywhere, right, right, right. you know, with his movies. But it seems so like different, you know, from the movie yeah. itself. That, you know, I uh, from what I little things I had read, too, it almost felt from what I had read that the movie like it just starts like we're just at this dance party. Yeah. Okay. And like fucking somebody put LSD in the sangria and yeah, just go, and you know, like we're just because it's only like 90 minutes. Also, and it's hour 35. Yeah. From. Which. Yeah. I'm really excited to see him kind of condense. Yeah um you know his ideas because i feel like you know the intensity is going to be that much greater because yeah. of how much more you know ten, uh, density there is to the the time uh, the time frame and so you know i guess irreversible i think was was only like 90 minutes or so okay. as well if i remember right so yeah if it's going to have that kind of intensity of experience yes. over those 90 <laughs> minutes then i am um you know truly truly excited to see this film mm-hmm. uh yeah i mean you know right off the bat i guess if anybody Uh, Couldn't tell already I love this trailer I fucking love this director Mm -hmm. I cannot fucking wait to see this movie (laughs) It looks so good It's like everything I want from this guy Okay Um, And I know, you know, it's funny, too, because I know how much they're holding back in this trailer. Yeah. Like, just having seen this dude's other movies um, and having seen how they're marketed, you know, how the trailers are put out. Like, you can't, you know, 90% of what's in his movies, you cannot show in a trailer. Yeah, right. You know, so, like, inevitably, these trailers are going to be... You know, uh, not entirely indicative of probably the extremities mm-hmm. that the movie is going to go to. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, they, but they do such a good job, I thought, in this trailer of, yeah, you know, hinting at all those elements, yeah. you know, subtextually, uh, while also, you know, building to like a very, you know, energetic, sort of, you know, uh, uh, sexually driven and yeah. like, you know, <laughs> a very, uh, uh, yeah, over-sexualized like dance and momentum and like everything and mm-hmm. just rhythm and movement like all coming together. Yeah, yeah. in this but without giving the really insane shit that's going to happen aside from you just get like flashes like the you know someone's hair is on fire for yeah. a second. Yeah. Um and then yeah, those cutaways to those interviews where things start to get like a little weird. Yeah. Almost in those interviews, you know, and and also just you know these people talking about how you know, all these people talking about, like, dance in these interviews and stuff, their questions and their answers are all, like, basically, like, I would give up everything. Yeah, you know I I would sacrifice, yeah, like, you know, they do have, they're kind of laughing about it, but at the same time, it's like, man, if somebody really put this into, you know, put you in a position where it really came down to this, and it seems like... You know, those are interviews for who gets invited to this dance party by whoever spiked this sangria because yeah, they like, no, yeah, yeah. we're going to take you to that limit, yeah. you know. And so we want people who really say they, they believe in this thing this much. And, you know, and then the connotations to like, you know, any other art form or medium mm-hmm. or being passionate about anything, you know, yeah. immediately comes in, gives it this universal quality of like, yeah, no, I feel that strongly about something in my life. You right, know? right. Even if he removes any like, you know, semblance of like a real artistic message mm-hmm. and goes more the like, um, yeah, Helen Catette and Bruno Forzani route, the oh, yeah. uh, Let the Corpses Tan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just like, no, we're just going full stylization. Yeah. It's like to the point that that becomes the substance. Mm-hmm um i would be totally fine with that it's I like i didn't even think about it like this that, guy's man. artistic pedigree is established you yeah. know if he decides you know what this one's just for me to like go fucking nuts mm-hmm. and have a great time and just exercise all the genre excess that i've always wanted to put <laughs> into a film like fuck yeah, yeah. even more fuck yeah <laughs> like, it's either way i feel like this is like a win-win right. movie that i'm walking into here you uh-huh. know but i also know it's whatever i expect it to be it will not be that yeah. You know, and that's also the promise of of Guspar Like mm-hmm. I'm just nobody, you know, he's got a completely unique mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you can think of it, that's not what it is. Yeah. You know, it's <laughs> like that's a given. Um so so that just makes me even more excited. Yeah. Because, um, you know it's like I feel you know, I, I understand that like I think he's gonna give me one of those things, but right. the way he delivers it uh-huh. is gonna be totally different than what I think it might be. Yeah, yeah. So
0: um, yeah. I've heard. So I'm I, hyped. I like the trailer. <laughs> yeah, the thing that gets me into the trailer is like the dancing. Like, I mean, hearing you talk about it right now, I was just like, man, uh, what if, what if this movie is just, y- you know, like, n- I'm n- and I'm not speaking lightly of it like this, but like, what if in this movie, like, someone gets raped? What if a drug deal goes bad and someone dies? And what if there is like a couple who are a dancer that is basically like irreversible, enter the void, and Love all wrapped into one movie that's happening at a fucking dance party, uh, with lace, you know, sangria, and then and then I thought like, is is just is is this just like maybe an X-rated version of like Clue, where we're trying to figure out like who's done it, you know? <laughs> All I could think about was like Tim Curry's face like in the middle of this movie or something. Wow, um,
1: that's an incredible, that's <laughs> an incredible theory. Yeah. I hadn't thought of it that way, yeah. but I mean, I could totally, yeah, we're just, he's just doing X-rated versions of all these other films. Like, yeah. love is the X-rated before series, this right. is the X-rated <laughs> clue. Like, <laughs> yeah,
0: um, Cause I heard somewhere like when this movie, cause this trailer came out like six months ago.
1: Yeah, it came, maybe and, it came out in Europe. Last year, yeah, it's like, already out on like fall, yeah, it's already
0: out on Blu-ray out there, yeah, right of uh, uh, Through Arrow, and um, and here in the states it's coming out, you know, next week. I, w- I would assume limited release, limited I release, yeah. I'd imagine. VOD maybe I don't know he's already he's always gotten like a real
1: it's yeah no this is a it looks like they're doing a uh you know split like it's a real theatrical release it's you know it's a limited release but it looks like there's a you know actually a decent amount of theaters it's playing in okay so it's not hitting VOD the same day okay um I haven't seen a release a VOD release date actually all I've seen is just in theaters March first okay so um
0: but uh but yeah the one thing that gets me in is the uh, is like the dancing. Uh, portions of it I mean that's what really like drives the trailer yeah and I mean that's just like just a fucking locomotive yeah they're
1: gonna be so good yeah like between him as a director and Debbie as a cinematographer you know I feel like you can see it even in the trailer like the way he's filming these dance scenes is like similar to like how the fight scenes are filmed in the raid movies. I feel like, Ooh, yeah. You know, it's just yeah, like the yeah. camera movements, like another participant right. in right. the dance, right. you know, and just accentuates all of that. You movement. almost
0: be, you almost wouldn't be surprised if one of the dancers in the movie is, a, is, is like a cinematographer or a camera person <laughs> <Yeah>. themselves. <laughs> that in the middle of some of these dances, like the camera gets handed off yeah, right. or something, you know, like that would be really, really hundred percent. That would be yeah. really nice to see somebody's dressed up as a car seat yeah. and then grabs the camera. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, exactly. But um, I heard somewhere when this movie, when the trailer first came out, that like, because it's listed as also like a horror movie, yeah, as well on IMDb, like a horror thriller, dance and that kind of thing. That um, there was, I don't know if it's just an an element or maybe it's alluded to like subtextually that like we're actually like in hell, mm-hmm. um, which I really love, I and love that's it. really <laughs> the reason that that's the only thing Perfect. I've ever remembered from yeah. like somebody saying. It might not even been like a reviewer. It might have just been a description I heard of the movie. But I've stayed away from reading other descriptions of the movie because I don't want... If if that is some sort of subtextual element, I don't want it ruined for me. Totally. Because I want to like discover it. Mm -hmm. But fuck, it would be amazing if the
1: devil is orchestrating this entire... (laughs) <laughs> I guarantee you, this movie gets fucking batshit insane. Like we, like we have no idea. We don't, Cause, yeah. Because that's the other thing too is like he's, uh, Noé is really, really, really good at violence. Okay. Like he makes it incredibly realistic. Okay. And um, I think actually, if I remember right, when Nicholas Winning Refn was doing Drive. Uh-huh. He actually got in touch with Noah oh, okay. to talk to him about, you know, like the the like head crush in the elevator and stuff right, where he knew right, he right. wanted those really graphic yeah, yeah, yeah. flashes and I think Noé was the guy that he went to to be like, okay, this is the guy who always does it right in yeah. movies. So, let's let me have, talk, to talk to him. Yeah, cuz he he really does. I mean, he makes it he makes it really real. Yeah. So, you know, again, this movie, who knows how off the rails it's going to go, but like when it gets crazy, it's like
0: it's gonna get crazy. It's gonna get
1: crazy, <laughs> like fucking wild. Yeah. <laughs> there was so it's funny we we noticed when we were looking at the trailer that um, if you look up the trailer on YouTube, it's like sixteen by nine. Oh yeah. The but yeah, when uh, when I watched it on I, I watched it through IMDb last night, and it was uh, like a two point three five aspect ratio. Yeah. And so those interview shots where the person's talking on TV. There's, like, on the right side of frame, there's a stack of movies, and on the left side of frame, there's a stack of books. Yeah. And in the 16 by 9 one, all the, like, the titles are all cut off, so you can't see what any of them are. Uh-huh. But when I watched it on IMDb last night, it was, like, a, yeah, it was a two three five aspect ratio, and you could see the titles of all that stuff. Yeah. Which is just very strange that there were these two different versions out there. But, so, the, I mean, those are all, like, real books and movies. They weren't just, like, made-up production design things. Right, right. So like the movies on the right is like, you know, like Suspiria is sitting over there, mm-hmm. which is like, hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> for a movie, you know, for a movie that's about like potentially about demonic possession or right, demonic exactly. goings ons yeah. with a dance party. Like, you know, it, it seemed <laughs> like just this whole frame around this, you know, uh, television was just like, these are my inspirations for this film. Right. And so, you know, seeing like, yeah, like Solo and uh, Unchiana Andalou and Possession, and Suspiria, (laughs) and shit like that all sitting next to the TV, you know, while watching this trailer also was like, oh yeah, no, like, putting, you know, contextualizing this trailer with, like, some of these movies being what inspires it, I can so see, like, where this is headed, yeah. what kind of elements are going to be added to this, and where he's, you know, where he's pulling his inspiration from and developing, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, a lot of you know, bringing that that element of rhythm that like the original Suspiria had, and that the new Suspiria was completely lacking mm-hmm. um, in terms of like how dance was like pres- portrayed and and you know brought to life and given given this physicality that allowed it to take on these other supernatural dimensions yeah yeah because it was like elevated through its uh presentation to this like level of something you know uncannily Mm -hmm. amazing yeah and then you know so it's like it's already inhuman in a sense how incredible this dancing is that when it takes on a supernatural element you're like well shit, it was already like seemed beyond normal you know yeah um so it like it provides that in for you, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, you know, again, the fact that he's just he's that smart of a film watcher and like a filmmaker that, you know, he really he fucking understands this shit. You yeah, know? right, yeah. Um, to see that as sort of like a confirmation for like, you know, film nuts like myself who like this guy and what he does. And uh, you know, I feel like he put that there like for his fans, you know, to be like, all right, these are the these are the elements oh, I'm yeah, pulling together right, for yeah, this yeah. one. And so for me to see that stuff, I got like just super excited. <laughs> um so I thought that was that was just such a cool element that like, you know, for and for people who aren't, you know, film nuts that are gonna know all those movies, it's whatever. It's just the frame, you yeah, know. Right. It's just a cool looking yeah, you know, way to show like some interview footage. But if you're interested, so, they are yeah. real things that exactly. you can watch. Yeah. And, like you know. And a bunch of the books over on the left too. You know, he a lot of them were like foreign language titles, mm-hmm. so I, you know, I didn't know what they translated to. But you know, some of the authors' names and things like that, some of the books I was familiar with as well. It was okay. just like hell yeah. I mean, yeah. You know. yeah, if You're if you're gonna combine like Franz Kafka with <laughs> Dario Argento yeah. and like fucking Louis Bunuel and uh, Salvador Dali, like yeah. yeah, go for it. Yeah, I'll yeah. be there. <laughs> I will fucking be there in the middle of a dance party. <laughs> it's just. The more elements you think, you know, that that he's throwing into this, you know, melting pot I also, I also sangria like and LSD. I
0: also like that all these, you know, all these different elements that are right from the get-go in the trailer that are creating this, like, gumbo of a movie yeah. are done, like, around such a very, uh, what sometimes could be, if it's not done right, like, just, like, a mundane activity. Yeah. Which yeah. is just... <laughs> To dance yeah you know it's just like a dance party right yeah. that's it you it's know
1: basically yeah all this is just like a house party right but we're gonna get into yeah like the afterlife and the meaning of the world <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean that's a good i mean that's a good
0: way of like challenging something like we're always talking about like all, all movies are essentially in some aspect like they've uh, movies are just being made over and over and over again yeah and i'm not necessarily talking about a reboot but just like you know there's movies that are just made over again, just in different ways. They go different, you know, directions and stuff. But this is this trailer seems to just like really um, put some just challenges it challenges uh, like putting a story in just a different sort of like scenario. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just gonna be, uh, oh yeah, let's make sure it's 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 really blown out and the area that we're in is uh, looks like hell or mm-hmm. something or there is like. We gotta cast the devil. Do you know what I mean? And and we gotta cast this person and this person. You know, like it's it's nice that it's being done around something that's not traditionally so mundane, but just sort of like yeah, it's a bunch of people dancing. Yeah, like that's it. Yeah, right. Um, and so I like that. I watching the trailer. Like I'm interested to see aside from just the different like camera angles he's using, and you know, even even how the words come to the screen yeah. like uh, the yeah. reviews like i often w- i'm wondering if like there's an element of that in in the movie where you know the the screen will shift
1: yeah i wouldn't be uh, like the subtitles that are in there you know and they're like oh something's kicking in you know yes. so it's the people actually not just the interview footage but like the people in the scene talking right right and the subtitles have that sort of like um, color separation behind them yeah, yeah you know you see like the red green blue uh-huh. you know values separate from the word um, I wouldn't be surprised if that's actually like in the movie, in the movie yeah, yeah, like the subtitles are done that way. Right, right. Um, cause he's done stuff like that in the past okay. with, you know, he has this level of playfulness and inventiveness, you know, with, with presentation of anything and everything, mm-hmm. and, you know, he'll, he'll fucking go there with whatever he feels yeah, is yeah, appropriate. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, no, I'm hoping some of that stuff is like part of the stylization of the image, you know. Yeah, yeah. Would be really cool. And uh and I think, yeah, to your point, like as we've discussed with uh I think a lot of the other like genre films we've talked about on the like serious genre filmmakers understand that like we can still have a really, really good time and also say something. Yeah. You know, those are not mutually exclusive things. Like mm-hmm. a lot of people think that like to be like an important work of art. It has to be like this really serious dour like misery porn, you know, like Manchester by the Sea type of thing.
0: Oh uh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. to
1: like you know to be meaningful. Yeah, but it's like fuck no, man. I've gotten as much out of like some of the most batshit insane like genre films <laughs> that actually like had a point to make because yeah. you know there's a great disarming quality to that, you mm-hmm. know, or that allows like a really profound statement to penetrate like when you're not really expecting it. You know, yeah. your defenses are down. Right and then and then it hits you with this and you weren't expecting it and you're like oh shit wow that was deep Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah 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 and um you know great genre films do that um is
0: like is um i know we uh i got I wanted to say this in the beginning of the podcast and i just remembered right now um but would is it is it correct to maybe like compare Gaspar Noé to uh Lars von Trier in a way in terms of just for sure. like Oh, yeah. I mean, obviously, they're two different filmmakers, two yeah. different styles. But just in the sort of way that, like, you know, I've heard you and, of course, our audience have heard you, like, talk about how, you know, Venture just challenges yeah, you, the viewer, but also challenges the subject matter, challenges, you know, the story that's happening in front of you. It sounds like that's what Gaspar Noé is doing as well. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: yeah, they both have that sort of, uh, you know, enfant terrible yeah. kind of uh <laughs> right. You know, uh, reputation to yeah. them uh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, like you know, people know you know when they have a movie to show, it's gonna be like, it's gonna be a thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So.
0: But yeah, man. Uh. I, yeah. I think. I think much like Lars von Trier, I, I might. I might be in that same. Same bubble where uh Gaspar a way, just scares me.
1: I was gonna say, or are you are you afraid to see this movie? A little bit. Well, no, you
0: know what? I, I like the I like the the only thing that has me interested in it is that idea of I'll definitely be going into this movie with a uh with like my religious cap on. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think I will be trying to like look for that look for the spiritual iconography yeah. that's maybe laced in the movie.
1: I think you should drop that and just go in. I know. Because it be might hard. just be a fun, crazy dance party movie, know, you know, yeah. and with I mean, acid. Like, yeah.
0: <laughs> um, and there's also a part of me that wishes maybe I hadn't watched the trailer because I I didn't watch the trailer to Let the Corpses Tan mm-hmm. before we saw it. Yeah. You just kept telling me about it, and I just I went in. It's one of those rare moments where I go into a movie blind, yeah. you know, and I love that movie. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> it's so <laughs> fucking good, dude. Um, And so, uh, so yeah, like I, I think the, uh, you know, the hook for me was us having an, us having an experience, this dance party, like in hell. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I wonder if like maybe that was a point to sort of put that out there so that it it could just be like, nope, fucker. Yeah. We're in heaven (laughs) or some shit. I don't know, (laughs) like something weird or whatever. And, uh, shit's really nasty in heaven as well or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it'd be really, really interesting. I'm, I'm excited to, to check out the movie. I do really want to see the movie. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm very, there's a little bit of trepidation. Yeah. There All right. As well, well that's,
1: I think that's a good way to go in to one of his movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: It'll be really, really interesting. Um,
1: yeah, it's rare, it's rare that like, you know, somebody with, um, as pessimistic of a worldview as like a Noe or yeah. a Von Trier, you know, can, can break past the the threshold of people who also you know are pessimists (laughs) Uh, which is a small you know most people don't want to hear that shit exactly (laughs) yes yeah yeah, so for them to be able to you know because that's what's so good about them is like they balance it enough with like um you know just super high caliber filmmaking you know on on top of like these questions and 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 you know on top of it too it's like they they i think they're smart enough as pessimists too that they know that they have to in order to in order to make all that palatable and actually get in front of an audience sometimes you got to put in a little something yeah that just gives people a little something if they really want it they mm-hmm. could chew on as like oh but that means that things went well you yeah, know and right. it's like it's not but you you <laughs> could interpret it that way sure yeah, yeah that's fine i think they're both kind of like geniuses at that as well yeah and that's part of what makes them you know a little more uh, palatable to mm-hmm. a lot of people is they can feel like they questioned it but at the end of the day still walk home and tell themselves that oh uh, no it still worked out okay for these people though yeah you know like yeah i raised these questions and i thought about it and that was good but mm-hmm. you know but then anybody else who really you know kind of vibes with this worldview and what these people are saying are like okay yeah yeah, you were saying that was bullshit. <laughs>
0: like, <laughs> can you think of any like mainstream artist or director that's kind of pushing boundaries that is like being released on over three thousand screens across America?
1: Uh, not even, not even a little bit. That's kind of what yeah. I've been trying to think about. Is just yeah, like, I mean, you know, you know it, it probably like the closest would be like David Fincher. Okay. You know? Yeah, that's but true. even he plays up the perversion more than the pessimism. And I think that's yeah. why he, you know, is able to, um, uh, is able to, uh, uh, yeah. Connect with a larger audience, you yeah. know, even, even a movie like seven, you know, one of his earlier films, which is a really pessimistic movie. Yeah. Um, you know, and that is all about like chaos, just destroying order right, <laughs> right. from top to bottom um, you know, it even ends with, it always bothered me that the little quote at the end of the movie, that's just like voiceover of Morgan Freeman mm-hmm. saying he's like quoting Ernest Hemingway.
0: Oh yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: Um, he says something like, you know, the, the world is like a horrible place and worth fighting for. Yeah. I believe in the second part, Yeah, you know, or something and like that's the end of the quote. I'm like, why did you, you just had to add that little <laughs> bit of like, uh, you know, you're gonna be all right. Let's yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's like yeah, things are shitty, but it's like you know, he's still even after all this. Like Morgan Freeman's character is able to say like, no, the world isn't all evil. Yeah, it's not just like you know a fucking meat grinder for humans to go through and right. torture themselves, um, and it is worth fighting for. You know, this existence and all this type of stuff. And it's like, man, your whole movie just said the opposite. Yeah, and then at the very <laughs> end, it was like, but you know, that's how you fucking sell tickets. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, also, you know, have Brad Pitt on screen. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I really like that movie, but it does, it does feel like, you know, that, that like little bit was like a studio tack on, Yeah, you know, just a little bit of padding. Yeah, it totally is. Yeah. Um, and I get, you know, how it, it it passes enough for people to feel like, you know, it's not this total like contrived, like coddling moment, Mm -hmm. you know, it could have been so much more heavy handed with it trying to, you know. Uh, uh, lay your head down on the pillow at the end of the <laughs> film. <laughs> but um, so I think you know, for for most people, it was okay. But it was still kind of like I don't know the like every time I watch it, it like that that ending quote like bothers me a little bit yeah. more. Um, so but I think that's that's part of how he's able to balance yeah. those things out and and sell so many more yeah. tickets or become such more you know much more of like a, a known quantity. Yeah.
0: So like main main mainstream America that are, are like. Uh not our, me and you, but just sort of generally mainstream yeah. America, our our sort of like threshold level is probably like David Fincher mm-hmm. for for someone to like present questions, right. ask questions, challenge the question, really, really, really push it, but also still kind of be like, you know, um also kind of reel it in just, just enough to be like
1: right, okay, exactly. you know what?
0: Let's uh like, award yeah. season time. Like,
1: g- yeah, girl with the dragon tattoo, like yeah. you know, the yeah, the murder gets solved. You know, it does. The, the crime has been solved. Yeah. The guy who raped Lisbeth gets yeah. his comeuppance. Right. You right. know, like those is sure, like Bloomquist is a dick and you know, she gets pissed out and their relationship is kind of broken at the end. Yeah. But like the big things yeah. have been settled. You know, and then Gone Girl, same thing. Like, yeah. we know what happened. They've, you know, yeah, their relationship is this fucking weird, you know, Mexican <laughs> standoff now. <Yes. laughs> but It's been resolved, you know, and like, you know, so, so yeah, it's like, you know, he makes sure like the big, the big bad is taken care of. Right. And then we can introduce all sorts of smaller evils that are persistent beyond the end of the film. But as long as we take care of that main thing. Yeah. Yeah. That was like the real evil in the world and not just like a, you know, personal discrepancy. (laughs) You know,
0: (laughs) I just recently watched the, uh, uh, I shot one of my friends, the the teaser trailer to girl with the dragon tattoo. Because mm-hmm. uh, she would never seen the movie before.
1: Okay, the Fincher one. The Fincher one. Yeah,
0: and uh, it had been like year, like years and years and years since I've seen the teaser. Yeah, and that's a fucking bad. I don't remember teaser. the teaser. The teaser is just like, it's just images and and like rock music mm-hmm. and just like big letters on the screen. Oh
1: yeah, the feel bad movie of the season. The feel bad. Movie yeah, of that's the right. <laughs> yeah,
0: I just got so pumped. Yeah, after a good watching trailer. that one, and I was like, I gotta rewatch this
1: movie. It's a good movie because it's been a while oh, since yeah. I have watched it. I really like that movie. Anyway, Anyways. so so yeah, so that would be my. I think that would be my closest. I think Fincher is the closest we get to like a mainstream, you know, provocateur. But I think that's kind of the nature of being a provocateur is like you're never gonna hit that that height. Yeah, because there's just there's just not that many people that want to be provoked like that.
0: <laughs> um, I got an off-ramp for you. Yeah. Oh. If you're up for it,
1: <laughs> bring it. All right.
0: So I'm going. I'm, I'm still keeping with my health health theme here, mm-hmm. which. Uh, but if you had if you had something to set, like if you had a subject that you wanted to maybe write a script around or an idea, but you wanted to like set it in hell, what would you what would you put there? Um, hmm. Presumably, at least and at least for me, this this, this entire dance thing is, is happening in hell. Yeah. Somehow, <laughs> some way. I don't know. I don't know why. I got to <laughs> let go of it before I see the movie. But, yeah, you know.
1: I mean, I I guess. Or it doesn't
0: even have to be in hell. Like, maybe it could just be like, I'm going to have like a, my story is about like a, you know, a, f- a five-year-old's birthday party. Mm-hmm. But it's, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like.
1: I guess, uh, yeah, I, I guess I could see, yeah, something. Well, yeah, no, that would be a, a children's birthday party being in hell. I yeah. think would be yeah it would be very appropriate for yeah. my mindset, um, but I mean I was thinking just in terms of like film genre yeah um, you know yeah like a you know romantic comedy or like a musical mm. set in hell okay would make a lot of sense to me because yeah. I'd be like yeah I bet in hell it's like fucking rom coms on repeat you know if they <laughs> wanted to, if they wanted to torture me yeah that's, what it, would that's be. what it would be I would have to constantly live out a fucking rom com like with a laugh track and everything Ooh. you know It'd be like. It'd be like Truman Show, but nobody's concealing the fact that this is all a constructed place <laughs> for me to just constantly relive my fucking worst nightmare. Yeah. Um, which, yeah, is so. I guess it would be that that Rebel Wilson movie that just oh, came yeah, out. Yeah, that's right. But with me instead of her, and we're in hell, and yeah. it's being played as though I'm actually being tortured the entire time. All right. That would be the personal angle to take for it. The person, yeah. Yeah. Um, so. So yeah, I don't know. That would be.
0: Would you still have uh, Ed Harris as
1: as Christo? Christophe, er, Christoph, yeah. Christoph? <laughs> Um maybe. Yeah, yeah maybe. I, I could see. I could see Ed Harris being like one of the devil's like directors. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, I like it. I like it. Um, I think he'd be good at it too. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Uh, what about you? If you were you were setting someone in hell, what would that look like? Oh man. I don't or what know. would just the premise be? That you feel would combine with your version of hell or interpretation of it?
0: Uh, probably like a wedding.
1: Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a good
0: one. Like something yeah. so just like religious and just like <laughs> you know sacred. Yeah. You know, um, that I would I would I'd set it like in a church. Mm. I'd said I'd set it in a church, um, but you know, like have all these have all these very you know subtextual kind of like, I don't know. I don't, I don't really go to church a lot. I, I, I'm not going to say that I don't believe in God. I do believe in like a higher power, but uh, something that would really like challenge those, those questions and those, and those beliefs mm-hmm. and stuff, you know, but I think, you know, I would, a lot of stuff I would use to research would be like, I'd probably go back and rewatch the exorcist and maybe watch a little bit of how like, you know, Lars Trier and Gaspar Noé sort of handle like, Oh okay they're talking about this but it's being used here or mm-hmm. this is how they're you know going about it and but um yeah so I would set hell in a in a church um cuz sometimes that is my own personal hell. Yeah that's a you know like I, a rough spot. I don't like my experiences <laughs> in church have been hellish. Yeah to say the least the <laughs> last few the last couple times.
1: You should uh well, you should definitely watch Breaking the Waves. Okay. Von yeah that, that was one of his like real breakout movies. Yeah but that is very much his movie about, like, faith. Okay. And uh, blind faith, I right. guess I should say, <laughs> as well. Because um, it's it's with, uh, uh, fuck, is it, um, why am I forgetting? Emily Watson, I believe. Oh, okay. Um, and uh, she's amazing in it. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, she uh, she plays a guy. She's married to Stellan Skarsgård, yeah, and he works on an oil rig, and he gets in this like really bad accident mm-hmm. on the rig, and is like you know hospitalized, and you know it's not not looking good, yeah. And she believes that uh, uh, she gets a sign from God that in order to save his life, she needs to prostitute herself.
0: Oh, you did tell me about yeah, this movie. So that's, yeah. that's that's that movie. Okay, all right.
1: <laughs> So very much deals with matters of faith, yeah, and all that, and um, yeah, it's uh, you know it's a Lars Von Trier movie. Interesting. <laughs> it's really, it's exceptionally good. Yeah. Um.
0: Uh. So this movie comes out next week, March first. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. I hope there is a. You didn't say that there was a anything in Chicago, right? Uh.
1: Yeah. Currently, um, I, when I looked last night, there were no show times in Chicago scheduled for March first okay um the closest it was playing to here was milwaukee um but it's very possible that theaters will you know announce in the next week that they're going to be playing it i really fucking hope so like why the hell is the not? theater in chicago not playing this movie yeah. like between music box landmark siskel center and even ArcLight, you know like oh this yeah movie yeah. should be playing here yeah right like at, in like at least two places you know yeah uh, God, even like you know, the AMC River East is such like just an enormous theater. They usually end up playing you know a couple art house films. Yeah, they'll have it because they, sh- they, they got like fucking twenty one screens there or something. Right. So, um, yeah. So I, you know, I am still holding out hope that sometime over the next week, uh, you know, maybe even by the time our listeners get their greedy little hands on this podcast, uh, you know, that there will be something announced. But, um, but yeah, if not, I am gonna. I don't know. We might need to take a trip up to Milwaukee.
0: Oh shit! Yeah,
1: because I would like to see this in a theater. I would really, that would really weird. like to see yeah, this in no, a theater. I agree. I, agree. Um, I did not see Irreversible in a theater. I did not see Enter the Void in a theater. Uh-huh. Uh, I did see Love, Love in, in the theater, theater, as I said, yeah. But um, this one looks like the one definitely kind of, a theatrical the experience. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, I really, really want to want to do it right.
0: Well, hopefully, hopefully it's limited release. You know, next week and then maybe the following week is a wider release. Yeah. Before you know. Um, so, but yeah, um, that's all I got for climax. Yeah. I'm excited for it.
1: I have, I have climaxed already.
0: Oof. All right.
1: And I'm ready to do so again under the, <laughs> under the careful instruction and direction of <laughs> guest Noé. <Barnouille. laughs>
0: so, um, uh, well, be definitely, definitely, um, watch that trailer again and, uh, take a look at all the, all the movies on the side. Yeah. If you're interested in, mm-hmm. uh, watching any of those, you should, uh, cause they're, Pretty great movies, especially Superior. Um, And uh, yeah, man, that's all I got.
1: Yeah. No, I think I'm good. Everybody go fucking see this movie. Tell people about it. Pay attention to it. Uh, this is probably going to be an important one. Please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right,
0: guys. Thanks for listening.
1: Thanks again. Bye.